Rock, the musical, lands in Newcastle July 18th. Get ready to stick it to the man with the ultimate musical thrill ride based on the legendary film and with a rockin' new score from Andrew Lloyd Webber. School of Rock, the musical. Book now. Live at the Civic Theatre, Newcastle, 18th and the 20th of July. Refreshing, delicious and packed with the good stuff. It's The Juice with Louise Wilkinson on Newcastle Live Radio. She's back. The amazing Trish Murray. She's got the look. God love you. God love you. You nail that every time. <laughs> the singing fashionista, we call you. Yep. Yep. You don't even need to edit this show, do you? Absolutely not. That's how, that's how tight we are in this show. That's we are absolutely oiled machine. 100% it is. I don't need to use the dump button ever. And um, yeah, and listen, Trish is, I just want to tell you, a VIP because we talk about fashion, but I tell you what, this woman walks the walk because she has spent the last week at Afterpay Australian Fashion Week. Have you not? I have. It was a really big week. It was a really big week. Yeah, look. Yeah, I, it was fun. I can understand. And um, so we get the scoop today on the juice because you're going to break down in terms that we can all understand uh, what happened at Fashion <laughs> Week and, um, and, and a little bit of your own personal thoughts in there because – you know, I think what the everyday man struggles with, Trish, is we see something on the runway and we go, that looks fantastic on a seven-foot-tall model. Um, how do we how do we incorporate that into our own wardrobes? And it's sort, But it sort of gives us a little bit of a clue as to what's coming. So, But what I want to talk about is your experience. Now, when I asked you about it off air, you said it was hilarious. Now, I didn't know that you were going to a comedy festival. I thought you were going to Fashion Week. I thought it was all very serious with fashionistas who eat le- lettuce. <laughs> wow, that was that was supposed to be unedited, uh, Lou, but see, you've uh, really thrown me under the bus there. So, uh, well, first of all, first of all, um, let's talk uh, about – it goes for a whole week. It goes Monday to Friday. Mm. Um for the most part, it's at Carriage Works in uh, in, Sydney, in Sydney, sort of near um, Redfern and Mascot. Um, it, so it's in a in a, in a city, and um, and it uh, like I said, it does go for a week. And sometimes there are shows off site, so they're in iconic places or they really are part of the mood. And um, last year, twenty twenty one. Um, it, w- it was very, very exciting because the very first show on the Monday was um, right at the uh, International Passenger Terminal. If you've ever caught a cruise in Sydney or you've ever waved anybody off, you'd know what the International Passenger Terminal is and it's directly opposite the Sydney Opera House and on the your left-hand side is Sydney Harbour Bridge. Yes. So they threw models down this um, catwalk the catwalk of the International Passenger Terminal, actually, and the backdrop was the Opera House and Sydney Harbour, and it was so beautiful. Yes. And it was kind of like us coming out of lockdown. It was the rebirthing of fashion. It was the rebirthing of Australia, and it was full of colour. I think it was Bondi Bourne, um, the Australian label, 
And you will see those photos for years and years to come. Yes. You I remember have us seen talking them. about Anyone it. would have yeah. seen them. It's just now you know what it was about. It was Australian Fashion Week. Stunning. It was absolutely stunning. So there were two things that happened last year. It was that moment, which was beautiful, and the other moment was launching First Nations, yes. which is the first time in um, Australian fashion history, which started in 1996, that there was a whole section a section um, celebrating Indigenous fashion, Indigenous fashion labels, Indigenous fashion designs, and it was just mind-blowing. They were iconic events in Australian fashion history and just gorgeous. So I just wanted to set the scene about last year. Now let me tell you about this year. Okay. What were those iconic moments? Okay. So so am I getting everyone a bit excited, a bit like, oh, wow, yeah, right, I'm, yes. I'm there, I'm there. Yes. So this year, uh, 2022, it was about um, a, a couple of things. Now, the first one was the Curve Edit, which I was so excited about because it was the first time that a whole show has been dedicated to celebrating bodies that are not your typical runway model. So uh, Bella Models um, have been around for many, many years um, here in Sydney and they only used to provide curvy models. So this was a huge celebration, a huge moment in Australian fashion where I think the smallest model was a size 16 and right. they went up to a size 26. And that is so important because it, it's all part of this new, um, I don't want to call it a trend because it's suggesting that it's not going to be around for very long because that's the thing with trends, but it's, it's the new way of thinking that it's inclusive. And this is what I love about this industry is it's such an opportunity to create change on a community level. Yes. So now we have models coming out looking absolutely beautiful, by the way, and a lot of these uh, models, particularly the, the uh, girls, like they're travelling the world. They definitely were pre-COVID and now they're just starting to again. So, I mean, famous names like Robin Lawley, she's just stunning, I mean, she's a size 16, but, I mean, she's just, she is beautiful. But there's, it's not just her. There's a whole, there's a whole collection of these models that are just jet-setting doing yep. model gigs, yep. you know. So, Go um, them. That's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And then on top of that, there was another show called the, it was like about the inclusive, uh, inclusive show. Yes. And that was amazing too because that was about um, adaption so some of these um, models were in wheelchairs. Some uh, had prosthetic limbs. Um, you know, the whole, I mean, fashion's always been very inclusive when it comes to queer and gay. and But now we're actually seeing this all on the runway. Yeah. And these, you know, First Nation, Curve Edit and the Inclusive Adaption Show, these are just becoming more and more the norm. And it's very exciting. So I love that. Yeah. I just and, and everyone did. I mean, it was a standing ovation kind of moment for yes. all these three shows. And um, the fact that these models were wearing the clothes almost sort of uh, the fashion itself becomes second 
if yes. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, designers, you didn't even get a mention in this. About that. <laughs> yeah. But there was one other, and this is mind-blowing stuff. That is NFTs, non-fudgeable tokens. Yes. So what is an NFT? Have you you've heard of those? Look, I have, but only because our finance guy on Money Mondays told me all about it. Otherwise, I would have NFI what an <laughs> NFT was. <laughs> You'd have a WTF about I would. an NFT. I would. So so NFTs have kind of got onto the radar now about how you can buy art. You never actually own it. You can't hang it up in your house. Sorry, you do own it, but you can't hang it up in your house. You can only show it to your friends if you crack open your laptop or your computer and go, yeah, I own that. Now, that world is so foreign to me because I'm thinking, why can't I just copy and paste that like everything else online? Well, you can, except that somebody owns the original and then they can on-sell it. So potentially it's an investment. Now, in some cases, it's an incredible investment. In others, it's complete flop. Yeah. So it's a high-risk investment. Why am I talking about um, NFTs when it comes to fashion? Because a designer came forward and pitched this whole show about NFT fashion pieces. Get out. So you could, yep, you could buy a gown, but you couldn't actually wear it in your inverted commas, real life, but you could wear it in your virtual world. You know, this is what's so mind-blowing. I mean, um, the the finance guy was talking about how you can actually buy land around the virtual Eiffel Tower and, you know, like it just, yeah, like he was sort of saying, you know, like in a few years' time it's sort of going to be like, what do you want to do for date night? Darling, well, we'll go. We'll go virtually to Venice, um, but all the people who own the bits of the canals, um, you have to pay them to be able to sail down them in a virtual world. It's just, I know. Wow, it, it is. It is so it was so stretching my mind. So I was um, as one of the stands there because when you arrive to Fashion Week, there are multiple sort of different stands and organisations, and one of them was a cryptocurrency. Um, crowd. Yeah. And so I was there going, okay, so I just can't quite get my head around it. So I could buy this beautiful gown, which they had a video of it rolling sort of on loop. Yeah. It's a bit like watching a GIF, a slightly longer GIF. Yeah. And um, and they went, yeah, but you, you could wear that in your virtual. And I said, okay, so what, I can wear this in my Minecraft world? Anyone who's got kids will know what Minecraft yeah. is. And they said, well, yes, but you could also wear it to say the Australian Open because the Australian Open this year had a virtual world where you could watch the um, tennis matches up in the stands in your virtual world, but you could also go and be a part of the other things that they had there, which were very interactive. You know, as you're going into uh, the Australian Open, there's all this interactive stuff going on. Well, in the virtual world, it was the same deal. So I haven't been to an Australian Open, but anyone who's been to the tennis will go, yeah, that's right, you can. There's all these different things going on. So, I mean, you could go and wear your ball gown next (laughs) year at the Australian Open if you actually can afford to buy the NFT. Wow. Isn't that crazy? It's It's crazy. It's just so crazy. I mean, that is just like my – I stood there um, and you can't see what I'm doing, but I stood there going to this to the – cryptocurrency um, chick who was very, very cool. I was going like this. 
it was like, you know, with my hands sort of exploding around my head going, this is like blowing my mind. I can't quite, I'm not quite, I get it. I understand it, but I just don't understand who would buy this stuff. But then, hello, I'm, I'm not 20 either. No. Billionaire. (laughs) I mean, look, it's just, it has blown my mind as well. And I'm sure a lot of people, uh, you know, watching this that we're going to have I mean you know I'm, I'm terrible with clothes Trish as we know and shoes particularly imagine if I can buy a whole wardrobe of um, NFT shoes well it's terrifying really isn't it it is because then you're going to have then you're going to need to buy a wardrobe and then you're going to need to buy you know new carpet for your new virtual house and your new da, da, da. I mean it's hard enough getting uh, getting ready in real world let alone yes but twice. <laughs> Can you th- I'm just but, um, having, I'm having a massive laugh to myself. I'm having a massive laugh to myself that, you know, if we're still doing this in five years, you'll be talking about how to virtually dress yourself. Exactly. <laughs> 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 and that's the other thing too is this is this even more scary part. I'm I'm seeing this dress on this ver- and on this loop basically watching its big t- TV screen and they're going, yeah, this dress is for sale. And it's on a, um, it's on like an avatar, this silver yeah. avatar. And they said, look, it's, it's already happened that we can create. It's not a silver avatar anymore. It can be actually you. Like it completely can be you. Now that's, I mean, we're starting to get into the world of deep fake, which is just, yeah. I mean, that is, that's scary. It As, is. Elon Musk said, don't go worrying about nuclear war. You should be worrying about what's happening with the deep fake stuff and online. That's more terrifying, he thinks, than a nuclear war, his cyber attacks and stuff. But anyway, slightly off track. Yeah, slightly off track. We've gone to a dark place. So what I think we'll do is we'll Um, take a short break and then when we come back, we'll get get back on the horse with Fashion Week. We've gone to to some very dark and mysterious um, rabbit holes today Um, and um, my mind's blown, as is yours, and I'm sure everyone at home is going, I I tuned in for some frivolity with Trish and Louise for Fashion Friday and now we're talking about... (laughs) NFTs fake. and and the and and the big fake, dear lord. Okay, we're going to bring it back and we'll be ourselves. We promise. We just need a cup of tea and to we um, ingest all of that. Um, NFTs at Fashion Week. You heard it here first on the juice. Uh, we'll be back with Trish Murray, our resident fashionista, right after this. We're back with our resident fashionista, Trish Murray. And before the break, we were talking about some of the weird and wacky things that she experienced at Fashion Week. Some awesome things. First of all, I have to say, um, there were some amazing collections and shows put together that are really um, pushing the boundaries of of fashion. And it was uh, absolutely fantastic to see. But we also talked about NFTs as fashion, which has opened up a whole rabbit hole for me. Now I'm thinking that I need like, you know, an entire uh, virtual wardrobe. So I'm already, I'm already very bad at, at buying stuff. 
And now I, it looks like, you know, to keep on, on you know, the edge of fashion, uh, I'm going to have to invest in NFT shoes. Okay. Any excuse? Yeah, it's, it's, too, it's, too, it's too mind-blowing to go down. But it let, is. Me, let me now take you on a visual tour. Okay. Um, of actually going to Fashion Week. Awesome. So like I said, it goes from Monday to Friday, Carriage Works uh, here in Sydney, and there has been this very tangible change over the last few years. So when Fashion Weeks first started in the late 90s, it was really clever. It was the first time Australian fashion collectively got together and said, our buyers are running out of time to go around looking at all the different collection, all the different designers and the um, merging talent of new labels. So why don't we instead get together and we'll bring the buyers to us. Now, a buyer could be from a big department store, a small boutique, or even them, their main focus is overseas, is promoting Australian fashion exporting it overseas to the really big department stores in, say, America, Dubai, the Middle East, even um, England, the whole of Europe, and launching Australian fashion over there. Now, we have some amazing talent here in Australia. It Mm. is really, really, I'm so proud of what we um, managed to create here. And I love hearing the stories from the designers saying, you know, we went to the Great Barrier Reef and we pulled all the colours from the reef and, or we went out to the outback and we pulled the colours from um, the Northern Territory or like the, the stories are really beautiful. Um, it's, and it's not always about Australia necessarily, but it could be about um, a, a political story here or there's something about it that's really grounding for us. But that is what it used to be about. And the, the buyers would come in from all over and they were VIPs. It was very exciting and the fashion would really pop pop on the runway and we'd all clap and cheer and, oh, this is amazing. And then maybe Macy's from the US would buy it and then we'd all celebrate that designer got into a really big department store. Yep. Because as you can imagine, when they buy fashion, they don't just buy one or two pieces. They buy thousands because the population is enormous. So it, yeah. it brings an Australian designer to the forefront and they become hopefully yep. mega bucks. So, and it's happened to a number of them here. Now there's been this huge change since the internet and since we've now got influencers. Yes. Where influencers used to then sort of meld into the crowd of buyers and influencers. And sometimes the influencers, um, the the designers would go, oh, God, we've got a whole lot of influencers in the front row wearing pyjamas because they just wanted to stand out and be different. Yeah. And then they went from wearing pyjamas to wearing sort of slightly crazier outfits than everybody else. I always can pick the real people in the room because they are the buyers who are there to actually do a job a dress kind of just normal. Yeah. But now we have the majority of the people at Fashion Week are so outrageously dressed because they're all wanting attention from either photographers that are planted out there, the media, they want to make the news. They're all about lifting their own profile Mm. because their profile is about getting attention and brands coming to them saying, hey, here's a free outfit. Oh, not free. Here's an outfit and we're going to pay you thousands of dollars to wear at Fashion Week. 
Yes. Because you have got a following online of X hundreds of thousands of people. So the more you've got, the more money is generated. So there's this weird kind of business going on on the side and it's not so much about the fashion on the runway anymore. It's about these influencers. So what I noticed for the first time this year, the fashion on the runway was more subdued than the people in the audience. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Now, it used to be what you said at the very beginning of this, help us understand what the designers are trying to do. How can I turn that into my outfit that I can wear every day? Yes. Well, it's not that anymore. (laughs) It's tell me why the um, influencer is wearing what they're wearing. And, like, here's an example. Okay. There was a group of these very cool individuals and they all had on black but lots of different sort of textures all together and they were very hip and hipster and they had they weren't actually hipsters. They were just they were just so cool. They're like straight out of some sort of video clip. Yep. Always together, all with sunglasses on, and they've all got this look on their face like, don't mess with me, man. <laughs> and one of them one of them had their vest on. And I've, I'm, I'm going to do this for you visually, Lou. I yep. don't know if you can see me. But it was a puffer vest. Yes. And it was in black, of course. Mine is blue so you can really see it. And instead of wearing it normally over your arms. Yes. This guy had it around his neck. What? So he put the two holes of the puffer through his neck like so. Oh, oh like, God, you're going to wreck your hair. Have you taken the glasses oh off? I, I, oh, Okay. <laughs> so turns out that I'm trying on my daughter's size eight puffer. Big mistake. <laughs> um, going through. <laughs> I should have practiced this. She's actually doing it on air. We're oh, my like- God. Do not get your head stuck. Okay, I'm just going to do, do the one. one. I'm going to do the one because I don't, because know, I don't, I don't want you off. to get into a situation on air. See, like, like this. Okay, but you can see that I've put this around my neck. Right, and so then it he looks puts like a, layers. A, a puffer caftan, sort of. Yeah, short, short puffer can, um, sort of like a scarf, but not because it's a puffer vest. Why would you and, do that? But, but then you've got to remember the face. Yeah, you don't mess with me, man. Even though I can't, clearly can't dress myself. I was myself, killing tod- myself laughing. Toddlers can dress themselves better than you and you are walking around like you are the coolest. Oh, my God. Did, oh, my God. Did you that was sit, so funny. I was, did you, like, laugh in I your handbag or something? No, I uh, that one broke me. So some <laughs> of them I've gone, okay, well, wow, that's interesting. But then that particular one broke me because it, because of his, his face, and he was with the other cool peeps, I was like, has, has his morning been so bad he accidentally put his puffer around his neck and then he couldn't get it off? But look, it's <laughs> – there was some great stuff. I'll tell you, I got this amazing video and um, because not only were there fashion – fashionable people – well, when I say fashionable people, just outrageously fashionable, crazy people, there was these – three Dalmatian dogs. Yes. And so they're just not three Dalmatian dogs. These three dogs have been in so many fashion shoots, Cotton On, um, David Jones. I mean, he listed off a whole gamut of them and they've even got their own Instagram page. 
I mean, these are not cheap dogs to hire as an accessory. Right. So, I mean, so cool. You know, what you need an accessory that pops. Well, these ones, well, they go wolf, but there's <laughs> the three of them. It was so cool. So there's, it's just a very different world now. And I know a few years ago I spoke to a number of Australian designers about the influences and they really didn't like them. They were like, oh, it's, but now I can see they're necessary because as a buyer, if I see that, like I sat with um, uh, one of the um, girls from, uh, did you ever watch Love Island? Yeah, bits and pieces of it, yes. Okay. Yep. So she was really a real sweetheart and she was there with her agent and this was her first fashion week and she's like, I feel so, like, underdressed. I was like, no, 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 you, no, don't worry about it. She goes, it's just – and so she was taking photos to say she was there and, you know, getting yep. all the interesting shots. Um, but her audience is um, something like 98% um, – female from the ages of about 16 through to 30. Yep. So she's got this and she's got hundreds and thousands of followers. So her target market is really important because instead of just her watching the show, she's now sharing this to these women, young women, and that's exactly what the designer label is looking for. Not just one person, they're looking for a huge audience. So they all go, oh, I love that. You know, she loved it, so I love it too now. So where can I get it from? And they go Googling, searching for it, and whichever whichever lucky buyers managed to get the collection, they've got it. Yeah. So it's just um, it's kind of a yeah, it's a it's a different, it's a very moving organic space. Yeah, and you, you're right. I mean, the the you know the rise of the influencer does change the game. You know, mm. because, you know, like let's look at Kylie Jenner, for example. You know, she hasn't spent on her lip kits, she hasn't spent one cent on traditional advertising because wow. she is such an yeah. influencer oh, that all crazy. she has to do is put it on her Instagram and the thing sold out in her first collection, sold out in three minutes. No way. That is amazing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That is and, we, and nobody even knows whether it's any good. Like in three if it's not yeah. been out and about. All but, those people that have bought that within three minutes are all going to find out whether it is good or not. And so many of them are swayed by, well, what does everybody else think about it? So if I might think it's terrible, I might not say it's terrible because I want I want the influencer to think that I'm lovely. Yeah. That's it. <sighs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a really, really weird space, space, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so it's think of it as art. The whole thing has become one big art form and both on 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 the runway and well as well as the audience. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what you're saying this year is that you felt yeah. that reality was stranger than fiction, being that off runway was more out there in a lot of cases than on runway. Yeah, more so this year than any other year. Wow. More so. Okay. Like, I've got some photos. Um, I'll, I'll flick them to you. I've already sent you the, the video of the uh, NFT. Yes. <laughs> In case you want to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Go go and see if your bank manager give you another loan. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, so it was, it was, you know, again, 
Australian fashion, the creative arts, all that stuff, it should be celebrated and taken, you know, life's too important to be taken seriously. And that this is definitely one of those weeks. I haven't even mentioned designer designers on purpose because at this point I thought if I mention a designer, it's going to be all about that one designer. There were there were many, many designers that they work so hard leading up to fashion week. They don't they do not sleep. They stress yeah. to the max. They were all amazing and great and they've come from all over. And I really hope that um, Fashion Week is a high success for all of them. I yeah. really do because they all deserve it. Um, yeah. But as for the rest, you know, I, I spent my time videoing the audience. <laughs> I really did. I really, wow. I really did because I'm like, wow. Yeah, that's amazing, yeah. isn't it? What a world we live in. <laughs> we've, we've gone digital, like, you know, NFT fashion, and we've gone um, the influence of fashion that was off the runway Um yeah, look, you heard it here first. Uh, get your puffer jacket and uh, put it around your neck and um, and then wear a scowl, <laughs> walk down the street, everyone's going to think you're the biz. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so true. Oh, so dear. Trish, thank you so much for your um, – this was really interesting. It's been fun, hasn't it? It has. <laughs> I mean, I remember last year, you know, we had a chat about Fashion Week. You were so excited about the the backdrop of, of the Opera House and the Bridge and how beautiful that was and the Indigenous elements and, you know, and that sort of thing. And um, so I'm always – so excited to talk to you after Fashion Week. and But this year, you know, last year blew my mind, but I think this year, like, the head is gone, like, off the top. I just, <laughs> wow, wow. Cool, cool. Yeah. Oh. All right, thank you, my love. That was Trish Murray, our resident fashionista, here on Fashion Fridays on The Juice.